You can turn with me once again to Genesis 1. Going to continue talking about living a life with origin, meaning, and morality and destiny. But I want to talk a little bit more about origin because it's so very important. The world is wanting to make all people feel broken and inferior. The Word of God is, this is, though a lot of people think this is a hard word, it's a word that you can't hardly live by, it's so strong and so harsh, but really, truly, if they were to look into the Word, they would find that there is great, it's a great positive word in people's lives that creates a positive way of living, a powerful way of living, and this Word will not put you down, this Word is out to raise you up. Now, all it may say things that you need to confess and repent of because only because it's trying to get you to a place where God can build you up. You know, because it is a schoolmaster. It is a, it is a, it is a, a word that instructs in the truth. And so we need to take the truth, but I want you to know that this is a very positive word. Has this word carried you any in your life? I mean, has there been scriptures from this book and places in this book that has helped you and inspired you and kept you blessed and kept you going and kept you knowing that there's life to live and that we can live in the, in the, in the blessings of the Lord? Has this word done anything for you? If you're a Christian, I want you to know this word has saved you. This word has brought you the words of life. So I just, we're going to go to Genesis 1, but let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that you just touch everyone present, and that you may anoint me, God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to be able to share this message that you have for your people, for every one of us, in Jesus' name. And I, I, I speak against and I pray against all the forces of the enemy that wants to tear down wants to discourage, wants to demean the children of God. Lord, we claim your promise of your word today and what your word states. We can see your heart and we know your mind through your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Living a life with origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. There's a great power in a settled mind knowing what to do with this life. There's a great power to know that we know what we're going to do, and we know and we answer those universal questions of who am I, why am I here, what is the meaning of my life. These are, these are questions that everybody asks those questions in their life. Every human being, no matter through the course and history of humanity, has asked that question of who am I and why am I here and what's the meaning of my life? Even students of today and the future generations ask that question. Some have went out into the streets to demonstrate because demonstrate because they're still searching for who am I and what is the meaning in life and they're searching but I want you to know and you and I all know that the Lord gives a clear and concise message and gives an answer to those particular questions all of the answers can be found in scripture and because of that Satan wants people to be biblically illiterate he doesn't want you to know the word of God 
He'd rather you know really, you know, all the upcoming worship songs, but he doesn't want you to know scripture. Now, now hear what I say. I, I love worship music and it's good, but, but if your relationship with the Lord is based on the lyrics of a worship song, then you need to grow up. And you need to find that the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The, the word of God, scripture, is what we live by. Though I love to sing and I worship and, and I worship my own way. You know, I, I, I just thank the Lord for it. And I, I'm thankful for how God uses the worship in this church and the, and the music. But that's just a tool to lead us into the presence of the Lord and lead us to a place to hear the revelation that comes through the word of God. Praise the Lord. Now... What great benefit that's found, it's, that's found in Scripture. The truth of who we are, the life we can live, and the destiny that we have is found in Scripture. You can find those answers. You can find direction through the Bible, the Word of God. And this is the unadulterated Word of God. It's the uncompromised Word of God. There is, there are no other paths to God besides Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. And where did we learn that? We learned that through the Word of God and, and, and through Scripture. So there isn't any other path to, to reach God, no matter what the new age people may say and the, the, the modern philosophy of today that all religions are good. But yeah, they may be, all of them may be good, but all of them are not right. There's only one that is right. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so I thank God for that. And I can say that without any uh, apprehension of saying, well, people say, well, you're judgmental. By saying that, well, I would be judgmental if there was no open door of opportunity. But there is an open door of opportunity that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's anybody, everybody, no matter what state, no matter what condition, no matter where you're at, the Lord will hear you that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I, with that in mind, knowing it's open door and it's welcome to anybody to come in for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. So I'm just telling you this, that I can say this is the only way, this is the only answer because the door is still wide open that anybody can come in and find this way it wouldn't be fair it would be judgmental if it if it was only a select few but it's whosoever let them come praise the lord amen great benefit mark mark twain said he said the two greatest days of a person's life are the day they're born and the day that they find out why origin defined the word origin is something from which anything arises or is derived the source the fountainhead the first stage of existence the beginning genesis 1 26 through 28 then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Even the creeps. Oh, boy. That's, you know, everything creeping. Creeping. All the creeps of the world. I don't know. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over everything, living thing that moves on the earth. I want us to look at some of these things we can find in these scriptures that we can learn about ourselves from these verses of scripture. Number one, every person is a special being. In Genesis 1.26, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We see here that humanity is special on a number of levels. First, when God, when God created everything else, he just did it. He spoke it, and they existed. God created it. I know some may be looking at me and say, you're going to Genesis. You're, you're preaching to the choir. You're saying the same old thing. This is an old hash, old idea. I want you to know today that we have a generation and a group of people that are wandering aimlessly in life because they don't realize where their origin comes from, how important they are, because science has said that they are just one of those creepy things that creeped on the planet, creeped out of the water, creeped on the ground, and eventually turned into some uh, complex creature and eventually to a mammal, and that we're all just up uh, two-legged, walking upright mammals. But God's word says something different. There is specialness in us. It's not that we were created because God created everything. He created the cows out there in the field. He created uh, your dog at home. He created the cat. Yes, amen. Yes, the cats. And he created the cats. That's a running gag with me about cats, okay? But he created cats and he created lizards. He created everything. He, he spoke the word. The universe uh, came into existence. The planets were in alignment. The sun shone light. Darkness was removed. The planet moved from water into firmament. And land was formed when he said it as the Spirit of God brooded over the waters. God recreated. And then God created the creatures. And God created all these things. He looked at each one and each step and he said you know that's good but when he created man the Bible says that after he created man, man is special because man was a crowning moment of God's creation. You are special. Tell it to your children. Tell it to your neighbor. Tell it to everyone. You are special because you were made in the likeness of, of God. And therefore, when God created man, he stepped back and he said, this, this is very good. Turn your neighbor and look at him and say, you know what? You're very good. You're not just good, you're very good. And there's a reason because of that. Because in your creation is different. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Maybe I can stay on task here. When God created everything else, he just did it. When he made us, he didn't just do it. He actually had a meeting together with the rest of the Trinity. He actually had a conference, a conference call. And they all come together and say, let us make man in our own image. And so God uh, the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit decided and, and decided to create you and I in the likeness of God. We're special in that, uh, in that specific level. And so we're not special only because we, God made us, because he made everything else exist that has been made 
No, we're special because God made us as a crowning achievement of his creation. In fact, we have God's own testimony that we're special. He looked at us and he said not only that we were good, but that we're very good. There was something special about this creature called man, and God knew it. So the lesson is to be learned is this. Don't let anyone cause you to devalue yourself. You're a creation. They may devalue you, but don't let them deceive you into yourself, devaluing yourself. Scientists may look at you and see an upright mammal, but God looks at you and I and sees someone special. And let me ask you this, whose word are you going to take? Are you going to take the word of a scientist? Or are you going to take God's word? Because you're special. You're created in his image. God looked at you and said, and he said, and said that you were very good. The psalmist writes in Psalm 139, verse 13 through 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. David said that. He said about the, the unborn child. He said that that's why we must stand for the unborn child. We must believe and know that abortion is not a political issue, but that it is a moral, spiritual issue, and it's not in the heart nor mind of God, and God will not excuse it. Because in the act of abortion, the woman becomes a victim, and the baby, the unborn child, becomes a victim because the world is deceiving humanity into this. I say this, and you will hear me say it for years to come because I refuse to let it drift into uh, some type of sweep it under the carpet and say that abortion is just a political issue. It is not political. No, no, no. God doesn't care if you're Democrat. God doesn't care if you're Republican. God doesn't care if you're an independent. But he does care for what you uh, condone and what you think of and what you do and what you would uh, what you approve of in your life. He is against certain things. He laughs at the Republicans. He laughs at the Democrats. He laughs at the independents. But he will not laugh at sin. It won't matter. We get up there. He won't care what political party you're a part of. You need to be married to him. You need to be married to Jesus. So I'll back up. Let's go on here. Because I didn't want to make the heart of the message. But if I read Psalm 139, I don't say anything about abortion. Then I'm just ignoring something really important, okay? It just keeps taking me there. Do you believe that with me? Do you feel that same way when you read that verse of Scripture? Okay, let's go on. He says here, I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully and wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and your book, they are all in your book, they are all written. The days 
fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them how precious are your thoughts of me oh God this is something we need it when the devil wants to say you're worthless when the devil wants to accuse that you're a failure when the devil wants to beat you down and discourage you and make you feel alone and and make you feel like you're a failure you just begin to say what the scripture says here how precious are your thoughts uh, to me oh God how great is the sum of them if I should count them they would be more in number than the sand when I wake I'm still with you hey if God thinks about you it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks about you if God thinks good things about you it doesn't matter if the rest of the people around you don't think you're all that and that you're all that special you and I know this morning according to God's word and the truth of his creation you are made special and you are special in the eyes of God there's never been a greater rise of depression and suicides in our culture right now. And we're talking about suicide with children and, and teenagers because of the, the despondency of the time and not knowing about life and worried about the pandemic and the bad news all the time that's going around. I say we start talking about the good news in Jesus' name. This is the gospel. We know how the story ends. We know how everything comes out. We know he's coming back. We know that his kingdom will reign forever and forever and forever. Hallelujah. So we need to give life. My Lord, let these young people know. But if they're born thinking that they're nothing. And when they, they think they die, they think they're still nothing. They don't think they're special. They don't think that there's something more in life. They don't know their origin or where they came from. Because the schools teach against it. Scientists teach against it. That's why I thank God for science. But there was an old preacher that talked about other people's preaching that I paid attention to and I'll never forget. It was at the Bible college. He preached commencement, to a uh, morning commencement and service. This guy, he came from, from the south, and I myself was from Kentucky. And when you're up north in North Dakota, it's a little bit different in uh, personality and style. I'm from Church of God in Kentucky, you know, and we all just kind of run and shout and just carry on and stuff and praise God a whole lot of energy you know kind of like you know we are the developers of something called spirit-filled calisthenics you know we just go running it's so exciting you know but then when I went to North Dakota they're good Christians but it's like they just kind of thought more reserved and conservative and all this stuff so I'm in that service with all the other students this guy gets up he's not really flashy much just an older guy probably my age now but he got up and he looked at all the students. He said, students, I want to tell you this. You're in this audience. You're in this school. It's God's plan for you to be here and to learn what the Bible says, and to learn the things and listen to the teachers. But he said, I'm going to tell you something here. And listen close. He said, you eat the fish and spit out the bones. He said, you don't have to adopt and accept everything that's being given to you. You make sure you eat fish and you spit out the bones. Because these individuals, though they're very, he pointed back to them, though they look pretty sharp and they've gone through life further than you and they have their degrees and they, you know, they're going to teach you. That's great. That's wonderful. But you don't have to accept opinions. You don't have to accept their personal ideas. You don't have to accept anything. You just take hold of the word of God and let the Holy Ghost tell you and let God's word tell you the truth. Eat the fish and spit out the bones. So I declare everybody that's watching, everybody in this room right now when it comes down to scientists, eat the fish and spit out the bones.
You don't have to accept everything. Believe what is believable and throw out everything that contraries, that is contrary to the knowledge of God. Because everything else is of naught and it's wrong. Can I get an amen out there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just eat the fish and spit out the bones. And get in a regular diet of the word of God, will you? Come on. I dare you and I challenge you to spend more time in the Bible on what you do on social media. As a matter of fact, when you grab your device and bow ready to get on social media, hesitate for a moment and say, I want you to think about it. See, that's what I want you to do. I want to get in your head right now, okay? Can I please step my big body in your little head? I'm getting in your head right now, okay? When you, when you take, will you hand me my device? Who devices? The Bible says don't be ignorant of the devil's devices, the Bible says. But I'm not going to say that, but every time you go to your device, I want you to hesitate for a moment. Remember this preacher. Have I been in the word of God? Have I prayed and sought the Lord? As a matter of fact, don't get on social media. Please don't say anything unless you have prayed first and you read the word and know that what you're doing is biblical and it's right and it's not irrational, but it's with a purpose and a meaning because you're, you realize your origin. God has created you in the image of God. He's created all of us and all of humanity. So please hesitate. Please do that. Because you know why? This is a lot of our problems right here. I know nobody's shouting. I didn't think it was a shouting moment. But this is some of our problem right here. This is supposed to help communication. It's broken down. People don't really get with people. People get with their device. And that's all they ever do. This is, oh, I know. Somebody, I used to know this. <laughs> Brother Smiley was his name, really. It was Brother Smiley. And it, I thought, what a name for a preacher, Brother Smiley. And when he preached, he smiled. Brother Smiley was his name, an evangelist. And he'd go and get everybody laughing, carrying on. It's all good. Some of the things he said, that all of a sudden he'd say something really sobering. And he'd get real quiet. He said, oh, saints. He said, now shout. Now shout. And so <laughs> I'm to tell you, now shout. But really, don't you think some of us need a little bit of, uh, um, uh, we need to begin to maybe uh, pull ourselves away from this device unless with purpose. We got, they got this thing in our hand to begin with because they called it a cell phone. It started with communication, calling, and texting. Then suddenly it became a device. Think about it. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, don't, don't believe me. Don't, I'm, I don't mean it. I'm not saying that this device is from the pits of hell. I'm just telling you, think about it. It started with a phone because we all need a phone. I can't leave the house without my cell phone. I can't even walk without my cell phone. And then all of a sudden, it turns into a smartphone and into a device. And now all of a sudden, we got pictures. We got images. We got videos. Man, we got everything. We got 5G like it really matters around here, but you can have well, 6G, whatever, 6 whatever. But we, I, still will, I think we're still only 3G around here, so what's the use of having all those Gs? I, wonder, I wish I could trade it in for a cheaper price. I just need 3Gs. You know, can, can you lower my, my, my price every month and lower 
my plan here because I just want three G's. Don't give me any more than three G's. I'm good, but they're not going to do. That. I guess then I'd promote to jitterbug. That's what Leah said. But but the thing is, is, you know what I'm saying. I think it's time that we start sticking our head in the word because then the Lord will tell you you belong to me you are priceless you're a love with an everlasting love you won't get depressed in this you won't get depressed in this word but you'll get depressed by looking other images and other stories and other comments Oh, somebody praise the Lord. Somebody, let's get into the word of God. This is going to get us into uh, a post-pandemic revival. It's what it's going to do when we realize we're not going to pay attention to image, but we're going to believe and be moved by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, uh, because we've been created in the image of God to have dominion over this planet, over this earth. What God really thinks a lot of you. I want you to know that. He loves you with a great love, but he's also gifted you and given you things in life. I pray that when you get into the word that you'll never look at yourself the same way again. Yeah. I've even seen, I'm not, listen, I'm not preaching on anybody, okay? It's just an example. I've never done it because I don't know how to do it. It probably would help if I did, but I've seen people put their pictures up there, and you can't even get the real picture of them. They doctor it up. That's not a human. That's a toy. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay? I can do that because I don't know how to do it. Now, somebody's going to probably text me and say, I'll teach you how to do it if you want. And believe me, my image could be a little bit better than what it is. But you see, the world's trying to tell you how you ought to look. You know, when I see that, a lot of times people doctor it up. I get concerned thinking that their picture of themselves is, is what they, they're worried that the way they really look isn't good enough. But you're beautiful in the eyes of God. Young woman, young girl, God created you with a great and glorious beauty and a glory of you being a female. And God has blessed you with that, with that special gift of the gifting and talents, intelligence, the, the power that you have because you were created in the image of God along with men. So I just, I feel sorry for our youth and our children because, listen, you're beautiful. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, some of you husbands, you better jump at this, I'm telling you. You, you better say, you know, your wife on the way home say, you didn't look at me and tell me I was beautiful. Or the husband say, look at his wife and say, well, you didn't look at me and tell me I was beautiful. But you're beautiful in God's eyes. You're beautiful. And so we have a generation thinking they came from nowhere and they think that we're going nowhere. However, if we were designed by God, then we must have been made for a reason, for a purpose. We have an origin. It's God at the beginning and it'd be God at the end. And it's God all through the middle. He's with us all the time. And, and this is one thing I discovered about myself and I'm going to probably close is this. One of the most revolutionary 
liberating things that ever happened in my life was this. For all my Christian life, I tried to measure up to make sure that I displayed and showed my love for God. I just got to act like, I just, oh Lord, I want to love you more. God, I just want, I want to, I want to, I want to love you. I want to be, I want to love you more. I want to love you more. Oh God, God, help me. And sometimes we can get exasperated by that. But let me tell you, what was so liberating in my life was I realized God created heaven because he wants me to hang out with him. He loves me. He loves you. And with that is a liberating feeling like, oh man, I'm walking in the love of God. I'm living in the love of God. I don't have to measure up for his love. He loves me. He loves me the way I am and who I am. And you are the way you are because God created you the way you are. Now the sinful man, he's created a way of fixing that. And that's what he did. I'm going to try and go to New Testament scriptures. Not only are we special, we're spiritual. We're spiritual beings. He made us because when he created the herbs and the plants and the animals, they, he said to go and, and reproduce of their own kind. But when he looked at man, if you look at the, the foundation and the origin of man... Man came from God. And that he created us in his image. And that we are to be after our kind. And it's God. Not that we're gods like him, but we've been created by him. To be like him. You say, Pastor, what about the fall? What about men who sinned and men who have sinned and I've sinned? Paul said here, he said that, you know, Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. He said, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell from whence it comes and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You're a spirit being. You're led by the Spirit. You move independently by the Spirit. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Sin separated us. Sin polluted us. Sin marked man when man fell in the garden and he lost the glory that God had for him and he had with God. But Paul says, but therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We've been new created. You talk about origin. Don't talk about way back when in your failure time. You start where your origin is, is when you were born again. And life starts over at that moment of time. That is your reference point. That is your origin, a point of origin, is that you've been born again. That old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. God didn't put it to our charge. He didn't leave it on us. But the Bible says, and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. He has reconciled us with relationship with God. He's allowed us now to be a new creature in Christ. Old things 
things are passed away and all things are made new so therefore we have a new origin in life some of you have a past but it is your past you have a new origin through Jesus Christ who is your savior and you've been reconciled into the relationship of the Lord so therefore please do not put yourself down quit looking in the mirror and seeing all the imperfections you look in the mirror and you say man are you a good looking person aren't you wonderful and glorious because you have Jesus Christ in your heart God doesn't make junk God creates something of great value and beauty and when you're born again you're born again and you're a new creature in Jesus Christ that's why I get up here and sweat that's why I get up here and yell. That's why I go and been in this. Oh my goodness, I can't even count the years now that I've been in. But I've been in this all this time. Why? Because I've got a message of reconciliation. I've got a remedy for the sin problem. The Lord is the remedy. And the Lord will recreate any broken life. Because the devil may blame you of your past. But now that's past. You're a new creature in Christ. When he comes to accuse you of what you've done before. You say you at the wrong address bro. That guy doesn't live here anymore. That guy doesn't exist anymore more you better go on down the street and see if you find this person because right now I'm a new creature in Christ that's your origin that's your point of origin right there I just want you to know you're specially made in creation and that God intended at the very beginning to declare over you you are very good and that you're special oh don't you think the father loves the son? And when he sees you, he sees his son? Oh, come on now. I'm part of a, of a special club here. And you are too. Just stand with me. People fall in despair and depression when they forget their origin. They forget that God created them. They, they forget that there's a purpose and a destiny. There's an origin at the beginning and a destiny at the end. God has a start and he has a finish. I'm so glad eternal life doesn't begin when I die. Eternal life begins the moment I accepted Christ as my Savior. I decided at that moment, God decided I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be with him. And you will too. But I'm, my heart goes out to those, even Christians, that struggle with depression. Struggle with a poor self-image. They've been scarred and marred in their past. Maybe it was brought on them when they were children, the way they were raised and what they experienced. I want the children of God to claim who they really are and see who they really are that they're joint heirs with Jesus Christ and that they've been redeemed they've been transformed and the past is the past and all things are made new through Jesus Christ I'm glad when my new day came I'm glad when my new day came there's nothing like it that new day do you remember that new day when it came in your 
your life, when it happened in your life, it was a new day, then rejoice in that and don't forget it. And I think many times our spiritual memory is short because we don't search the scriptures and look in the word and know that the Bible is the source. This is the mind of God. This is where you'll find God's heart and his purpose and meaning. This is where you'll find the meaning of life is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, begin to touch our hearts and dig deep inside of us right now, God. For I believe, Lord, that you're looking for a show of hands this morning. A show of hands of those that will confess and say, I'm feeling pretty broken right now. I'm feeling pretty discouraged right now. I don't think a lot of myself right now. I'm struggling. Lord, I know you want to see the hands of those that reach out to you toward heaven because you're, you are the answer to that situation. That they can leave this place being energized and encouraged by your presence and declare the things that you have for them over their life. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, you're a liar and the father of liars. You're a liar and the father of liars. You can't have God's people. You may try and use the elements and the surroundings and the environment to try and bring them down, but in Jesus' name, they have victory. I just wonder right now, well, people are praying, and maybe your head's bowed, eyes closed. How many in this house that say, Pastor Ron, I have really been struggling with finding a, looking for a meaning, looking for a purpose, looking. I've been really struggling about myself. I've been struggling. That's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's not a sin. But it's such a terrible thing if you leave this place this morning still feeling that away, still having that that view of yourself in Jesus name you can leave a different person being energized and encouraged in the spirit I want you to raise your hand and say pastor I've been struggling I've been struggling and that's okay I mean but I think you I know the Lord's speaking you need to reveal and reach out toward heaven right now just raise your hand right now I've been struggling. Yes, God bless you, young person. God bless you. There's some others. Just raise your hand and say, I've been struggling. 